0: Hi everybody, it's Tova from Operation Tube Top, and I'm doing another podcast. Um, I said yesterday that I was only going to do one once a week, but I did a little research. I think I looked at one website, and they said that when you're starting a podcast, you should try to like pad it up a little bit. Try to have as many, I guess, pod episodes as you can get at the beginning, so people kind of get used to your lovely voice talking about random things. Uh, I'm having so much fun doing this, and I guess today is going to be another kind of Austria-centric post, because uh, good news, my friend just signed on a house with her husband, and uh, that happened this evening, and for a long time I said that I was going to do a either a blog post about it, and I guess now a podcast about it, because I think it's probably pretty useful for people out there who are looking to buy property in Austria and I had to wait until she finally signed the paperwork so I didn't jinx it. It's been kind of a I guess four months of horrible stress that they've had to go through to actually get this place and uh yeah so exciting news. Today I was at work again as always Monday to Friday nine to five and uh I heard a really interesting story, which I'll get to in a little bit, but I think the best thing that happened to me today was getting a message from a young woman, a teenager, who um, asked me about autism. So on my Autism in Vienna Facebook page, I get messages, obviously, and for the most part, I mean, it's always confidential. I mean, anybody who writes me, this stays between the writer and me, uh, and in this case, I'm not going to go into any details, just the fact that it was a teenage girl, Who wrote uh, asking about getting a diagnosis now I have absolutely no qualifications to give advice when it comes to diagnosis or therapy I can just give links and suggestions and that's what I've been doing for pretty much the past two years so I was just so happy to hear from someone who is kind of questioning if she has autism and how she can deal with it and what kind of tools she can look for and we chatted for a little bit she just seems absolutely absolutely amazing and, uh, she said she was worried about being a bit of a burden to her parents if she had to do any type of therapy, and I had to say to her, as a mother of a child with autism, you're not a burden, and I think, you know, every parent out there, the number one thing we want for our kids is that they're happy, so it was just a really fantastic thing, and I love that even if just one person from this Autism in Vienna Facebook page can walk away feeling a little bit happier, it's, it's all worth it, it's all worth the, um, I guess, the, the exhaustion uh, from my side, but I love it, and it's what fuels me and, and makes me uh, want to do do it more and as much as I can, so that was really fan-freaking-tastic. I was really excited about that, uh, and I hope that she's able to get some answers. Um, the other thing I heard today, which kind of blew my mind, I mean, I'm easily... Um, <laughs> easily blown oh god um, my mind is easily blown I I get excited about things I'm actually can be quite naive I mean people tell me stories and I will be like really that's amazing and they're like no we just lied so I'm easy to fool but today I uh, went for coffee with my friend and a co-worker and the co-worker told us that last night she had um, someone ring her doorbell or the, these two guys and they were holding her husband's briefcase And I guess he had left it somewhere and they were able to look inside, find his information. And they came to the apartment and said, hey, got stuff. And uh, she was very, very grateful because it had important stuff inside. And she offered them 20 euros as a kind of thank you. And, you know, my friend and I are nodding along like, yes, this is a great story. And then she says that they uh, said, no, that's not enough. We need more money. And both of our jaws dropped because we were like, wait, what? So apparently um, in Austria, there's a bit of a finder's fee. It's 10% of the value, 5 to 10% of whatever they find. And they were saying, these two guys, that they could have just brought it to the Magistrat, which I guess is, I don't even know what the English term is. Um, they could have brought it to this official place and then they would have hunted down her husband And then he would have been told that he would probably have to pay these two guys a finder's fee. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? I'm in the wrong business. I need to find shit. Oh, excuse my language. Um, So uh, she, in the end, was able to give them, she gave him more money. uh, And she was grateful that this stuff was found. But I just couldn't believe it. I mean, whatever happened to just being a good person, maybe this you know pushes people to give stuff back because they know they'll get a percentage. And, I, and then you know you ask your your about yourself and your your, your morality. And I think, yeah, maybe I've, if I found a pair of Louboutin shoes that were my size, no, no, I would I would return them if I could. Um, and then you know hope that this person would buy me a pair out of gratitude. But I'm pretty sure that somebody who loses a pair of Louboutin shoes probably isn't going to buy me another pair of shoes. So anyway, I just, I was blown away by that. And I thought that was just a really fascinating thing to learn about Vienna that I didn't know about before. I'm always learning something new. Very exciting. Uh, So I guess before I I talk about my friends buying this house, I have to, I have to make, um, I guess, a retraction. I said yesterday That I didn't know who recommended S-Town to me. It was my friend, Sarah. So Sarah, thank you for pointing that out to me today. Yes. Thank you for telling me about S-Town. Fantastic podcast. You have amazing taste. And also this podcast is about you and your husband buying a house. So, I mean, we're even. We're even now. So let's kind of talk about what the rules are here when it comes to buying property. I probably will never be buying any property because um property that's affordable is outside of the city and I'm a city girl I I can't imagine living in the country would I love a little chalet yeah of course I would who wouldn't um but probably never gonna happen and uh there's there's you know don't have the money to purchase but I like that I have been living vicariously through this kind of process that they've gone through together and uh I don't think it's been a lot of fun I don't think she's enjoyed this. And I was really super helpful because I think throughout I was like, so when you get the place, I'll totally sage it. And you know what you need? Muskoka chairs. And, and don't forget really seasonal blankets for when I come by because I get a little chilly in the wind, in the evenings. Yeah. Really good friend. So let's go kind of go back to what happened. So she was looking at real estate and that's kind of what we call like our, our, our fun porn is looking at properties online and, uh, I'm just going to say something. I don't want people to be offended, but um, Austrian real estate agents, you need to work on your picture taking. I mean, I'm terrible at taking pictures, but you you need to clean up a little bit. You need to get a wider lens. I don't know. I I feel like maybe I could start a business here, staging houses, because not good, guys, not good. Um, It's quite obvious that somebody's probably died in that house because if you don't remove the hospital bed, from the living room people are going to kind of catch on this is a death house but you know whatever you do you do you so they see this house or she sees this house and then she stands on her husband's neck and says we will buy this house and he agrees and so they kind of approach the um, I guess the the real estate agent and so here they're called a makler or a and uh, I'm not exaggerating when I say that people think they're satanic And I'll get to that in a minute, but they don't have a great reputation at all. Uh, So they contacted the real estate agent. She sent some more information. The house is a certain amount of square meters. This was the price. It's, you know, in this kind of, it's in Vienna, but it's a little town. uh, And uh, it's, uh, it, it looked cute and adorable and something that I think that they can make something beautiful out of. And, they, you know, got an appointment, they went and looked at the house and they were like, yeah, we'll take it, but we'll offer this amount. So they kind of dropped the price quite a lot. And so here, this is the first thing you need to know if you're going to buy a house in Austria. And this could be maybe only for Vienna. I'm not quite sure, but this is pretty much her experience. So I'm just kind of badly narrating it. So when you put your offer in, I think it's called a Kaufanbot. And what you do is you say, I'm going to buy this house I'm interested this is our offer but it's pending based on certain things so you can put anything in this Kauf on you can say um, if mercury goes into retrograde I am NOT buying the house on you know you can say anything so what they did was because they have to get a mortgage they said buying the house pending financing so of course if they don't get financing then they wouldn't have to buy this house However, if you don't put this information in your kelf you're on the line to buy this house. So always, always talk to a lawyer or, or be a lawyer or be smart and or know German and kind of realize that if you're putting this offer in, it's binding unless you have certain things that will get you out of this um, clause. So she, they did this, then they went to a bank, then they had to wait for the financing and the financing was going through, and she had said to the real estate agent, um, by the way, is there any asbestos? Because, you know, it's an old house. The house is from, I think, 1905 or something. So most likely there would be some asbestos probably somewhere, hanging out, drinking some wine. So the real estate agents assured them that there was probably no asbestos, maybe a tiny bit somewhere, but they weren't, you know, they shouldn't have to worry about it. And so... Financing finally went through after several weeks, and apparently uh, the bank that they went to is staffed by supermodels, um, men, male supermodels. So I told her if she ever needs any help uh, to go to the bank, I am more than willing to accompany her, just help out. It's I'm a good friend. So um, everything was kind of cleared, and then they had to draw up the contract of the house. So in this contract. Of, your, of the house, you have to put certain things in. For example, like um, there should be no asbestos or we should be able to build on it or we should all these things that kind of have been discussed before. So it turns out that the people who were selling the house who said, well, we don't want to say that there's no asbestos when there could be asbestos. So it was kind of back and forth. And finally, the, you know they worked it out, everything's fine. Then they realized that a part of the house is actually has been illegally built. So you have this thing where you're going to ask for like a Baubewilligung, which is kind of a, a building permit. But unfortunately, because some of the house was built illegally, you can't do anything with it. So if you tear it down and then you want to build again, you can't. So of course, while you have this extra space, you really can't do anything with it. So. Apparently, there's a way to kind of get around this. I mean, listen to Auntie Tova tell you how to, um, you know, work the system. You can apparently keep certain parts of the structure and then kind of build around that and always keep an original piece. Well, I don't I don't actually know the rules and I don't want anyone to get arrested. So don't ignore what I'm saying. So, of course, they find out that the house actually technically isn't the size that it's supposed to be, that it's stated in the. Um, I guess the listing, so it was back and forth and even more stress. And this real estate agent sounded, um, I would say probably not the greatest. I think she was a little shady. And so finally, uh, they ended up going to what's called the Baupolizei, which is a kind of the, the construction police. And my friend came back and she's like a little disappointed they weren't wearing uniforms, but the Baupolizei are very famous here in Austria, um, for being quite strict and difficult when you want to build something. And it's it's hard. And I understand why, because, you know, you've got these old buildings, you have a lot of things that are under protection. For example, any time there's construction, especially underground, there's an there's a archaeologist on site. I mean, Indiana Jones is in the Ubon station checking To make sure you're not going to destroy something valuable so I think that's actually quite interesting and a little funny side story because we all love a little funny side story is uh, I did this kind of underground walking tour um, with the husband years ago and apparently they were building this Ubon line and the workers kind of knocked down a wall and I guess the archaeologist wasn't around and they found this room filled with wine so they assumed this was wine from like the 1800s it was some secret forgotten place and they ended up taking a ton of bottles getting completely smashed and uh you know just took a ton and it turned out that this was not a secret little hidden room this was actually kind of the basement of the restaurant upstairs so um yeah not so exciting not so exciting but free wine hey we, everybody wins so anyway back to the bau side. so the Bao polizai pretty much told them you can't build up and you can't build to the side but you can do whatever you want to do inside. So they went back and forth, and they're trying to figure it out. And the real estate agent's being kind of pushy, and they don't know if they want to sign this contract. And It's all – it's just, it seems like a, it was a complete nightmare. Um, and then I was like, let's still come by and sage it. Totally helpful, Tova. So uh, finally, they had a guy come by. So you can – If you want to get it checked, you can either use like an inspector or you can have a Baumeister or a a Statist, I don't even know what they're called, a Statica, and they come by and they check to see if the foundation's good and everything's still solid, and the guy came by and he was like, yeah, you know what, this is a solid house, Uh, it'll be fine. So finally, today was the day of their signing. So yesterday, which was actually an Austrian holiday, my poor friend gets a text message from the real estate agent. And she says, uh, yeah, please bring cash for my fee tomorrow for the signing. Now, this is something that is quite common here, but it's easy to forget, especially when you're dropping many thousands of euros on a house. The what's called the maklerin or the real estate agent fee is usually two to three percent of the purchase, even if you're renting and they like to get cash. Uh, it's very funny. It's very antiquated. And we had to do this with our old apartment three and a half years ago. We had to go, or yeah, with our current apartment, we had to go and, um, carry around thousands of euros and pay in cash. I don't know if they're trying to hide it from tax authorities. I don't really know the whole story or they've got a gambling habit. Maybe, I don't know. So she's starting to panic because that's a huge chunk of change. She doesn't have time to take us out of the bank and also to, you know, everything is being financed under her mortgage. She's got bridge. It's all very financial and complicated. And I don't understand most of it, but yeah, that was problematic. And then the real estate agent had some family. It's just been every day. There's been something for this, my poor friend, but officially they have signed and they're getting their keys uh, on Monday. So I guess it's just a bit of a warning of what can happen when you're buying property here And just make sure you have a really good lawyer that, you know, maybe a Baumeister that you kind of make sure when you make your initial offer to realize that it's very binding, unless you have lots of kind of clauses in it to get out of it in case something happens. So it's things that like that, that nobody would really know unless they're well-versed in real estate law here. And it's funny because the real estate agent literally lied to them over and over again. And she's walking away with a huge amount of money. It's, it's criminal, uh, but it's done and it's exciting and I can't wait to sage it. It's going to be fun. Um, so that's just, it's, it's funny because I always think about, I think one of my favorite films is under the Tuscan sun, which is just so gorgeous. It's, uh, I don't know if, if you've ever seen it, but it's this woman who goes and has a bad divorce. So she goes and buys this kind of Uh, Italian villa in Tuscany and kind of renovates it and and changes it's gorgeous it's a beautiful film the book is nothing like the film but the book is also fantastic and great recipes it's where I get my pizza dough recipe from yeah oh I want pizza so uh in that film they kind of talk about they show when she goes to purchase this villa and how it's almost a little bit antiquated but a little bit simplified but it's not really it's antiquated here but it's not simplified so always make sure you're completely covered and get yourself a really good lawyer if you're going to purchase anything. Also, if you're looking to rent an apartment, there is a few things you need to know when you're doing that here. So there are kind of two different terms when it comes to apartment. You have Neubau, which is like a newer build, anything I think after pretty much World War One, and then the Altbau, which is anything kind of before World War One. And Altbau usually kind of means that your ceilings are super incredibly high, your heating costs are going to kill you and you can get the biggest Hanukkah bush to fill the living room it's fantastic and they're they're old they're gorgeous buildings but they're drafty uh they are actually more expensive than the newer builds and when you go and you find an apartment you have to of course contact the maklerin, the real estate agent or the makler and they'll show it to you They they pretty much just open the door they show you the place you say you want to get it and then you end up paying them a couple thousand euros this is a job I probably should have gone into like my mom has been a real estate agent she's very good at what she does she saw a picture of the place we're living in now and immediately was like that's the place so if you ever have any questions you can always probably ask my mom she will know uh, what is the best place for you so uh yeah so you go you look at the place you say you want it and then you pay for the real estate agent fee and then you also have to pay something called, I think it's provision. So you have to kind of pay a bit of a down payment on the place, money that you probably won't get back. Uh, you don't have the first and last month type of situation. And so when we went to go uh, sign for our apartment, it was it was hilarious. It was these two kind of older women, and we went to their office with our wads of cash, and signed a bunch of things, and we were passed keys. And they kind of explain different stuff to us. And we have a contract that's called unbefristet. So this is important to know. Any apartment that you live in more than three years and you haven't re-signed the contract during those three years, it automatically should become an unbefristet apartment, which means kind of rent control. What that means is you can live there, like in Friends, forever and kind of say, I guess, kind of pay the same rent. It'll go up a little bit over the years, but it won't be a huge jump. So you're kind of safe and you can live there pretty much forever and then pass it on to your kids. But now the laws are changing. You might not be able to, but you can live there for a very long time. And there are people who live in places in Vienna that are four times the size of our apartment and are probably paying about 300 euros a month because they got it after the war and they will never leave that place. I mean, this is why people live to 120 years old here because their apartments are just so fantastic at such a low price. So uh, apartments now in Vienna have gotten very expensive. It was shocking over the last 13 years I've been here to see the the increase in price. And there's different types of apartments. You have something called a Genossenschaft, which is kind of this idea that you put down a huge down payment and you kind of work towards owning it eventually if you want. So your rent kind of goes towards owning it. But there's different types of Genossenschaft. It can be quite shady. It really depends on... Uh, what your contract is then there's the common vague, which is the kind of roommate situation and this is very com- very common for students and uh, of course buying an apartment and uh, renting like we do you can also um, the great thing is that people who rent are usually very well protected by the law here so if you're a landlord it's not the best it's hard to be a slumlord here in Vienna you also have different categories so I knew one guy years and years and years ago and he invited us over to his apartment and it was an outabout. So it was old, you know, gorgeous building. This He wasn't a huge apartment, but it was like a room or two. And I remember the shower was kind of in the kitchen, which was interesting, but the toilet was out in the hallway, like the communal hallway. Uh, so I didn't go to the bathroom for those few hours. I was there. Uh, I don't, I don't, I have a hard time with communal bathrooms. It's, it's a thing. Uh, but that would be, I think, considered category C or D. So there's different categories and they try to, um, standardize, you know, based on your location, if you have an elevator, if it's different things that are accessible and, you know, best to aim for a toilet in your building or in your apartment. That's, that's kind of the number one thing. So, uh, yeah, there's just different things that you should look for. And, It's, uh, I guess, the number one site looking for places is called Vilhaben. That's how we found ours, and uh, word of mouth is always great. And ideal situation is you find somebody who's willing to kind of pass it on to you instead of having to pay the exorbitant real estate fees. Um, It's still pretty affordable in the city compared to other cities. In Toronto, we lived in a place that was about, I think, 20 square meters And we were paying $900 uh, and this was over 13 years ago. So it's pretty, it's, it's still kind of affordable here, even though it has jumped, um, a huge amount. Um, I guess that's my educational post. It wasn't super funny today. I'm sorry. Real estate isn't funny unless you have a lot of it, then it's great. Um, as I said, I probably will never go down the path of buying something. That's a little sad, but at the same time, uh, I'm, I'm happy where I am. And I, as I said, I'm a city girl. I can't imagine having to be outside of a city. I think I'd go a little bit crazy. Uh, but I like the idea. I like the idea of a little garden. So maybe one day there'll be a garden house in my future um, with people who can kill bugs and then drive me into the city because that's, yeah. I don't like to commute. Um, Let's see. So the next thing I guess we can look forward to podcast wise is, uh, as I said, an interview with Craft Wines, which will be coming up. Also, I've convinced my friend uh, Lucy to be a guest on my podcast. So we're going to come up with a theme for that one. I can't wait. And uh, I tried to get my friend Sarah to be a guest and she said no. And she said, I'll support you in most things, but this is a, a no-go, no not happening. So I'm going to keep my uh, ears open to see if anybody else is interested in having a, a podcast interview with me, and once again, if you have any suggestions, if you have any questions about Vienna, and uh, hopefully I can make it a, a little bit more lively instead of talking about bizarre buying laws in this country. I wish you all a great evening, a great summer evening. It's almost fall. I cannot wait. And uh, I guess all I can say for now is uh, toodles.